Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. A listener, Jill, got in touch with me. Um, Jill, you're not happy about your son and how he had to make his first confession. Tell me about it. Hi, Andrea. Um, yeah, my son had his first Holy Communion Thursday night up at the local church. And they had to do an examination of conscience. And halfway through, I nearly walked out, quite frankly. I thought the language that what the, the, the children had to say, we are sorry, basically. Well, the priest read out all of their bad behaviors. And I thought it explained why he was so nervous and anxious going up there. And it explained to me why he was so scared that he had to own up to things that he hasn't done. And not only him, the other children also. None of them, I know them all. None of them are mean and selfish and none of them do not share with others. For They're sorry for the times when they caused trouble at home and at school, for the times they did not tell the truth, for the times that they did not share with their brothers and sisters. And I just thought it was insane. It was, just, it was just totally wrong. They were actually having to admit to sins that they'd never committed, at least not intentionally. I was savage. This was, this was during the, um, the First Holy Communion, was it, Jill, just before, just before the First Confession? Yeah, it was, the, it, yeah, it was before they, um, they had to go up individually to the priest and tell him their sins. In front of everybody? Yeah. Now, the, the individuals up on the altar, sitting down with the little table and the two chairs with the priest, and the child was silent, you couldn't hear it. But they had to stand up beforehand and say, we are sorry to all of these so-called sins the priest read out. And it explained to me why he was so terrified as to why he had to do it in the first place. I thought it was totally wrong. And did you know this was going to happen, Jill? Uh, no, I didn't, to be honest with you. I went through the, um, the private confession with him that we all had done back in the day. Um, but I didn't realise that they were going to have to stand up and profess their sins in front of the whole congregation, especially sins that they haven't committed, at least not intentionally. And I said it to the vice principal at the school gate on Friday morning, I said... Jesus, I said, I didn't realise we were rearing such awful children. She nearly had a heart attack. But I was very, I was put out about it big mm. time. And the fallout from him, he couldn't even go to hurling on Saturday morning. He was so, the fallout from the adrenaline that he experienced, he was exhausted from it. And I just think that in 2023, with the Catholic Church needing as many people as they can get, that this was totally over the top. And can I just ask, and maybe it's it's been a long time, maybe then since you know since since I recall what happens at first Holy Communion, but is this is this not always the case though, Jill? And I don't listen. I was my first confession was back in the seventies when we all as a school, no parents went off up to the church, sat in the box, waited their turn, and left again, pretty much from what I can remember. I was humiliated on his behalf. I swung around to the mother behind me and she patted me on the arm and said, Jill, it's all going over their heads. Don't worry about it. 
But do you feel that your son, it it was obviously playing on his mind that he, you know, if he was anxious about it and worried about it in advance of this, having to go up and, 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 you know, apologise for his sins. And the fact he had to do it in front of everybody, I don't, I don't recall having to do that. No, I went into the box back in the day. In fact, actually, I didn't even see a box in the church. Right. For adults, we say. So he had to sit down face to face with his priest and tell him all of these things that he didn't do. And he was quite anxious about it the whole week, but he was kind of laughing about it. He thought if it snowed that he wouldn't have to do it. And I said, no, you'll have to do it next week. There's no avoiding this. It'll be his first confession, Andrea, and his last, because he won't be doing it again. The the, the sins that... Just give give me an example, and for listeners, Jill, if you don't mind. Remind us again what what you said. Bad-tempered, is that right? Were the times were bad-tempered and that were mean and selfish? Is Is that what you said? That's right. I'll give you the first one or two. For the times we are bad-tempered, for the times we fought with our friends and hurt them, for the times we were mean and selfish and did not share with others, for the times when we caused trouble at home and at school. I mean, Jesus Christ, John. For the times we did not share with our brothers and sisters. I'm sure there's some kids out there that don't. Mm. But it's not intentional if they don't. They're just being little humans. And they have to apologise for that. And then all the children say, "What are, we, we are sorry, isn't it? We are sorry. We are mm. sorry. We are sorry. We are sorry. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going overboard here now, but is that how Hitler trained Hitler youth back in the 30s? Right, okay. Brainwashing. Okay. But, but I said, but like, uh, that, that is, that's part of the whole making the First Holy Communion and, and confession process, isn't it? That's... Oh, yeah, of course it is. It's but not a new, I suppose. Sins. Yeah, you know. And when you spoke um, to I other my friend in the football pitch on purpose, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. And um, when you spoke to other parents, Jill, how how did they feel about it? Like, do, were many people did they uh, feel the same? Yeah, like that mum said, "Don't worry, it, it, it all went over his head." But Andre didn't. The adrenaline. Yeah. He was he was brilliant. He sang so loudly because of nervousness. I was so proud of him. Mm. But he was. His, his, his adrenaline, I'd say, was up to 100. And I just think it was an awful lot of pressure to put on, it was on his mind. Okay. And they were all that way. He's eight, is he? Yeah. yeah. I, I want to hear the views of other people as well, Jill, on this. Um, look, 53106 is the text number. You can drop me a WhatsApp either. The number is um, it's 087 1400 Tom, Tom is with us on the line to, um, too. Tom, do you agree? No. <laughs> totally disagree. I think this has totally been blown out of proportion. My own daughter received her communion there a few years ago now. She's 12. Okay, she didn't suffer any adverse effects. If this lady, Jill, feels so strongly about it, what I would recommend is actually, and to spare her son the stress around him, don't put him through Holy Communion. That's your choice. Okay, kids, kids get this thing. My own daughter got this as well. I'm not saying it's right. But that's a format that works within the Catholic Church. Now, we can't soft, soft soap everything. Kids do misbehave. So in some of those sins that they provide, I'm not saying that they're hardened criminals or anything far from it, but th- this is part of the format. Now, it's probably a new thing. We, we experienced this ourselves. My daughter, she's 12 now, she suffered no adverse effects from it. Um, then now, the comment comparing to the Hitler youth, given what's been mm. going on in the media the other day, is ridiculous mm. and offensive. Okay. 
Okay, but, but yeah, but 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 that aside, though, I mean, Jill, you talked about you like you you see your, you say your son was like this was on his mind. Oh God, definitely, and he will have his first holy communion just to verify why he's doing this, why he had to go through that trouble. He'll have his day out with his bouncy castle and all the rest of it, but that'll be it then. He's not gone through that trauma last Thursday night for nothing. And I'm delighted that man's child didn't suffer any adverse success. Maybe she just didn't tell him afterwards. Maybe she didn't suffer. Maybe lots of them don't. But mine did. And I didn't appreciate that language used the other night by the priest. When they're hurtful and horrible, I don't think, I, I, don't, I just don't think they are. Not intentionally, Andrea. Not intentionally. Mm. Okay. Jerry is on the line as well. Jerry, Jer, what do you think about this? Good, uh, <coughs> good afternoon, Good afternoon, Adrian uh, and Jill and all your listeners. Well, I'm absolutely fuming and shaking listening to what Jill has explained because I I remember when I made my communion, it was the same thing. You know, you you told lies, so as to speak. But that was nigh on 60-odd years ago now. But it's, it's the old form of the Catholic Church to, to keep them in fear, and you can control them. And if I may digress for a moment, uh, having children baptized into a church when the child can't make up its own mind, I think is wrong. Uh, communion, confirmation, and all that—it it should be—it should be a personal choice for the families, and not brought into schools at all. And it, it should be done when the young lad or young girl is of an age when they can make up their own mind and not be browbeaten by uh, uh, emotional blackmail, if you will. But it's absolutely okay. disgraceful what, okay. what Gilles so, so, uh, so, went through. Yeah, so, so, Tom, just in the context, Tom, of the, the conversation around the church and needing modernisation and looking at fallen numbers and, and all that goes with that, if people feel like this, I mean... I, I don't recall confession um, being done publicly. I don't recall it even for myself being the harrowing experience as described by that, that lady, Jill. I, I don't. I, I, I'm sorry. If my view on things is, and I am in favour of taking religion out of schools, I believe religion should be taught in the home by the family. I think with the society we have at the, at the moment, I'm not one of these right-wing Christians or something like that. I am a Catholic and my faith does mean a lot to me. And I'm passing on my faith to my daughter. I don't need the school to do it. So take it out of the schools. I have no issue with that. But what I have an issue with is, if this young fella went through this thing, and I'm sorry he went through this. I wouldn't wish that on any child. We all have kids. No one wants to see him stress. Why put him through it? What do you mean? Like, as in, if you, if you don't, if you don't want bit, the bells and whistles bit, that go with the Holy Communion, don't do it. Come on, yeah, it's a bit hypocritical to come along, go on about this, and then go up and receive the sacrament then. Why not? I, like that gentleman said, I believe the kids should be there to make their own choice. Now, we've made that choice for our daughter, and that, whether we were right or wrong, time will tell. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, if it's such a harrowing experience and it's turning him off the church, don't let him receive the sacrament. Don't let him play party to it. And he won't be getting stressed. The last thing any of us wants is kids getting stressed. So t- t- another thing, take the religion out of the school, or all religions out of the school. I have no issue with that whatsoever. It should have been done a long time ago. Okay. There should be a clear, a clear gap there between church and state. 
But there isn't, because 90% of the schools in this country are run are Catholic ethos schools. Now, okay. I'm glad my daughter's going to a Catholic ethos school. But look, the simple solution is, I believe, from my point of view, is don't put your child through that stress, if that's the case, and take religion out of schools. But there are realities that come along with, 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 with your faith. And unfortunately, there's good and there's bad. So it's kind of a case of, you're not going to please everyone, so the best thing to do is take religion okay. out of school. Well, what about that, Jill, then? This, you know, this, is what, this is what comes along with making the First Holy Communion. Like, as one texter says here, this is what you're signing up for. I don't know about that, Andrea. Um, I didn't see this booklet. It was on the bench, on the pew, when we went in. So had I seen it beforehand, I mightn't have gone ahead with his. It is a Catholic ethos school, and it's a wonderful school, and I trusted them to to do it right for him. Um, as I said, I didn't, if I'd seen that list before the ceremony itself, a first confession, then he mightn't have, quite frankly. Well, you go with the, he, he made the Holy Communion anyway, did he, at the weekend? Well, he'll be doing that in May. That's in May. So this is the first part. Yeah. This is the first confession. Yes. Part, yeah. right. And, and I mean, now knowing what you know ahead of what's happening in May, you, you'll still go ahead with it. But Charlie's doing in May, going up with, um, with his friends and getting his first, his first communion. But, the, but the, whatever parts or bits that they have to read out or, you know, you're, 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 you'll go along with it even if there's, there's not another examination of conscience, is there? In, in No, Jesus, no, no, there's not. But I mean, I used to, I have the, the, the in, information now to go and ask the school what, will, mm. what is going to happen on the big okay. day. Like there is a text that's come in here from a listener who just just says like you know children are in are in mass for the holy communion and and confirmation and sure they're just reading out what they've learned off in the classroom they don't actually they don't know what they're reading uh, says this text or another listener says I made my um, holy communion in the early seventies I felt at the time that I'd be better off not living as from now on uh, I was going to make um, lots of sins. Yes, is this texter. <laughs> right, another listener says, regarding the Holy Communion, does your, does the, your caller, the lady, not realise that when she's signing up, what she's signing up for by even her son making his Holy Communion, um, you can opt out though, says this listener. That's what we did, says another texter here, Jill, actually. Another listener says, no children are saints, all kids um, will make small little sins, but sins all the same, says this listener. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. I was just talking to Jill. She got in touch with us because she's not happy. Her son made his first confession ahead of his Holy Communion uh, last week. And she's quite annoyed about the fact that he had to... um, take part in this examination of conscience at eight years of age apologise for sins uh, that he did or didn't do and she just thinks it's you know she's not happy about it and you heard Jill there with us on the programme today well Father Paddy Byrne who's the um, priest parish priest in Leash is is with me here in the programme today Father like is this public examination of conscience for an eight year old is that is that standard now is is that what happens in, in, in church ahead of first confession well, firstly, good afternoon, Andrea, and to your listeners. Um, just if there's a problem with the sound, I'm actually just in the car en route to do something. But uh, in relation to your previous caller, I, just to hear her very genuine and very credible concerns in relation to the experience she went through. Um, I suppose bottom line, 
I think the whole thing needs a fundamental revamp. Uh, I listen, as we all do, to the reality of our culture, where the vast, vast majority of people respectfully make their own choices in life. And many of those choices has been, as we evidence they see on the pews, to disconnect from formal religion or practice of religion. And yet, culturally, I wonder how credible is it that in our parishes around the country, the vast majority of families present children in the first place for the sacraments. And uh, we have learned very little, to be frank about it, I'm not defending this, but in terms of trying to put, in many ways, hurdles up before you go past the goalpost to get First Communion. So I think, I, you know, it's regrettable that we lack, and I say this as a part of the church leadership, mm. that somehow the church lacks the imagination and creativity to be able to communicate a message of absolute love and building self-image, whilst at the same time, except for all of us, more importantly, adults in life, we make mistakes, and spirituality is one of those vehicles to allow us to find a place where we can experience peace and reconciliation and hope. Will people be surprised, do you think, Father Byrne, that, you know, you, you, you agree with some of what Jill's saying? Of course I do, and I don't think anyone should be surprised by that. And I think, in fairness, and my support to Jill and what she's shared, but I think every parish has a different dynamic. The problem I have, Andre, and maybe it shouldn't be on your program I'm talking about this, but in terms of the praxis and micro level of ministry and when it comes to the celebration of first penance, like we live in a radically different Ireland, thank God, and a different culture than in the 1960s and 70s. And we've moved on from that. And the church, hopefully, I have moved on anyway from it, and embrace where we're at, a more inclusive, a more wholesome and rounded perspective of life. Mm. But, I mean, if we're going to adapt a similar model, the model we're operating out of clearly is not functioning, isn't attractive, isn't engaging where people are at. And I think my concern isn't just the having to endure in with anxiety, coming up to the of the sacrament. Your line is just dropping slightly there, uh, Father Paddy. Just bear with me one second. I just try and reconnect with you because I I, I do I do want to hear uh, what you're saying, but it's it's just dropping slightly. Just hang on one second there, Father Byrne, if you don't mind. Maura's on the line as well. Maura, do you agree with Jill? Is Maura gone? I think more is gone. Is she? I'll try and get more back. Eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number if you want to give us a shout. This texter though says, um, "Listening to your caller on the first confession, I'm very angry. I think getting young people to examine their conscience at such a young age is nothing um, short of really psychological, uh, terrifying experience for a young kid." Says this texter. More is with us on the line. More, d- no, far sorry, Father Paddy Byrne is back with us. Like. Is it normal standard case now, Father Byrne, that the first confession takes place publicly in the church? Well, I think from during COVID, we had different practices because it meant that the reality was it wasn't uh, perhaps uh, safe in terms of proximity or the numbers allowed to do that. But like, I think the practice of first penance needs fundamentally in every parish, as every priest and particularly every diocese, Needs a value. It needs to absolutely be radically uh, re, 
sort of, you know, reflected on how we celebrate this moment of what we call grace, but is it appropriate for an eight-year-old innocent child? And more importantly, why is every confession box in the country gone dusty and empty? Because the sacrament is crying out for renewal, a new sense of creativity, whilst always upholding God's mercy and kindness. And there is actually a need for us to find reconciliation in our adult lives. But the experience of these children, and that's been replicated in many ways up and down the country in different ways, but little children feeling uh, anxious and upset and their families upset by their experience, to me, suggests it's indicative of what I'm saying, Mm. reform, renewal. All right. No, fair enough. I, I, I think I can tell, you know, Father Byrne from actually the, the messages today from listeners. I, I think some texters are surprised, but, but you know, um, in welcoming, I suppose, what, what you're saying. Uh, Cathy, though, ho- however, she says, I think um, this lady Jill is making a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, the list of so-called sins don't all apply to every single child. Uh, people need to stop being so ridiculously sensitive. How are you ever going to deal with life, says Cathy. Another listener says, I'm listening to your caller on the first confession and I think they're being completely oversensitive. Um, people need to understand that a lot of the time the first confession is a less scary experience for a young child if it's in public rather than sitting in a dark box, says this texter. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.